0: Welcome to Balance 365 Life Radio, a podcast that delivers honest conversations about food, fitness, weight, and wellness. I'm your host, Annie Breeze, along with Jennifer Campbell and Lauren Koski. We are personal trainers, nutritionists, and founders of Balance 365. Together, we coach thousands of women each day and are on a mission to help them feel healthy, happy, and confident in their bodies on their own terms. Join us here every week as we discuss hot topics pertaining to our physical, mental, and emotional well being with amazing guests. Enjoy! Most of us have experienced the uncomfortable feeling that comes with overeating. Sometimes overeating is totally intentional. Like, you know, come holiday time, you are going to go all in on Aunt Jan's green bean casserole and pumpkin pie. And sometimes it's more accidental. Like, whoops, I think I just ate too much. I know both have happened to me multiple times. Either way, the physical and emotional response that can accompany overeating can sometimes be problematic, and our first reaction or impulse after we overeat might not be what ultimately serves us best in the long run. On today's episode, Jen, Lauren, and I share some of the common impulses women have experienced after overeating and offer alternative solutions that encourage self-love and moderation. Enjoy. Lauren and Jen, welcome to the show. We're all together. Hi. Hi. How, are, how are you, Lauren? I am good. Good. Jen, how are you today? Great. Good, good. So we are talking about a topic that I think is going to come up, I anticipate is going to come up a lot around the Thanksgiving slash holiday season, and that is you overate. And like, now what? Now what do I do? And I know, and you guys know that what our impulses might tell us to do, or like our reaction might not be the best thing for us in the long term. Have you ever experienced that like where you overeat and you have this like, oh my gosh, what do I do? I need to do something, I need to fix it. I need to make it better. Have you Lauren, have you ever experienced that? Yes,
1: definitely during the dieting days, it was it's that diet cycle, right that we so often go through. you overeat and then you're like, oh no, cue the shame cue the guilt cue the planning my next diet pretty much
0: yes exactly jen what about you have you ever overeaten and then kind of panicked for a moment
2: yes and then went and jumped on a treadmill for two hours that would be the other (laughs) impulse that we get that's let's say to zoom out i don't know if when we make decisions impulsively if they're ever a good idea
0: you know are you yeah. just saying that because you watched my Insta story yesterday?
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that was like – I was
0: cringing for you. I was like, oh, this girl. <laughs> so I, I am impulsive, and uh, I, that's something I'm working on. The, the, um, there's a difference for me from responding versus reacting, and I'm working more on responding versus reacting.
2: That was my, you know, in in when everybody picks a word on for like the new year, what's your word? Mm -hmm. So in 2017, I picked respond, not react. And it actually worked really good. I made so many strides in 2017. On reacting good. and observing my emotions without judgment and letting the logical side of my brain come back into the
0: equation. Yeah, because my, my impulse is not logical. It's- <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: emotion isn't logical and our first reaction is always typically emotion. But when that mm-hmm. settles down, like, have you ever done something and looked back and gone like, oh, that was... Little, um, yes. Little impulsive.
0: <laughs> no, never. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, why uh, did I buy that? Why did I do that? Why did I say yeah, that? Yeah, why did? Yeah, why did I say that?
2: Would be my typical one.
0: <laughs> so, yes. Get myself in some hot water once in a while. It's that yeah. emoji with her hand on her forehead, like.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think I've been online blogging since 2013, and um the blog doesn't exist anymore but it's mama lion strong so you think somebody who identifies with like a lion might have some impulse control
0: yeah maybe But you know what, in my, in our defense, I've also said that that's really served me because I, I have an ability to just make snap decisions and just go with it. And it helps me to get stuff done. So it's not all bad, but anyways, we, we get a little off track. (laughs) Um, but as it, as it relates to overeating, um, it's not uncommon to get together for, uh, parties, holiday gatherings, family gatherings, especially around Thanksgiving, um, and you overeat. And overeating is really just described as eating past comfortable fullness satiety. And this is really relative. It's very person specific. And just to use us as an example, overeating for Lauren looks very different than what overeating for me looks like. I'm I, guessing I could consume a considerably more higher quantity of food than Lauren, Um, just based off of my size and my eating preference. So there is no like, you ate too much. This is the line. This is finite for everyone. It's really relative and kind of subjective. But um, And you're going to feel it. You will feel when you've overeaten. Yeah. And um, sometimes it happens intentionally. Sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm going all in on this. I'm so excited. And sometimes it's just like on accident, like, whoops, I ate too much. Like, and you don't, especially me, I feel like I eat too fast that I don't even have time to have the awareness like, oh, I am now past full. Uh, But either way, eating – feeling too stuffed doesn't just physically affect us. It can often be accompanied with an emotional response too, which we'll get into. And sometimes our, as we said in the beginning, our impulse, uh, isn't always something that serves us well, or at least in the, in the long term. So we kind of have a compare and contrast a couple situations, um, your impulse, uh, and some alternatives, to navigate that instead. So the first one we were kind of already talking about, the first one is your impulse might be to panic. And instead of panicking, we want you just to pause. Like that would be that respond versus react. And you might feel like after you've overeaten that you just fell off the wagon, like Lauren was saying that you messed up on your diet and, oh my gosh, you have to do all these things X, Y, Z to make up for what you just did. Um, And combine that with maybe even berating yourself, eating too much. uh, You could be feeling anxious, sad, angry, upset, embarrassed, ashamed, any or all of the above. I mean, I personally have felt a nice combination of all of those before. And instead of panicking, try just pausing. Uh, we've talked about this on past podcasts before, that you can notice your feelings and your impulses and remember that you don't have to act on them. Um, and I know this is an area where I have a great opportunity for me to practice self-compassion um, and think about what I would say to a girlfriend, a sister, a daughter, a son that just over ate Would I tell them to you know, pull that pendulum ball right back and say, oh my gosh, you got to get right back on the wagon, go exercise, go do this, go do X, Y, Z. No, I'd probably just say, okay, this is a learning opportunity. Take it easy. Just pause, just notice the feelings and move on. Right? Yeah. The other thing that people
2: need to understand is that overeating sometimes is part of having a healthy relationship with food. Like it's just part of it. It's like, it's not ideal, but that's like, you know, your your relationship with food is a relationship. It's like your relationship with your partner or your kids or us three. It's not always smooth sailing, right? Right. Um, and the other part of having a healthy relationship with food is trusting your body to um, correct mistakes intuitively. So, um, knowing that when you overeat. There's nothing you need to do or act on to counteract that. Your body
1: will intuitively do that. Right. Right. You might be less hungry in the morning or for your next meal or whatever. And another thing that I like to do too is sometimes I just do nothing, like like we're saying here. Like just I let my body kind of take care of it and guide me. And then other times if it's maybe – Happening more often than I would like, or it's becoming a pattern. I use it just to reflect. Like um, we say in Balance Three Sixty Five, there's no failure, right? There's either winning or learning. So I take it. I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? Maybe I'm rushing through my dinner, or maybe I'm not eating enough at this time. So there's there's also a space for reflection here, and you can learn a little bit about what to do next time without berating yourself for what you just, what just happened. Mm
0: -hmm. Because like Jen said, I mean, this happens. I, I don't know anyone that hasn't overeaten at some point, some maybe more frequently than others, but this is part of being a human, right? Like you experience a range of it.
1: Yeah. Balanced eating doesn't mean you're never going to overeat again. Like it happens and it's normal.
0: Yeah, and again, and sometimes it's intentional and sometimes it's on accident. But either way, right. you can take a moment instead of panicking afterwards and just pausing, just notice what am I feeling, what are my impulses, knowing that you don't have to act on them, you don't have to actually do anything with them. You could just acknowledge them, like, yeah, I, I feel that urge. I notice that urge.
2: It's. I think it's also normal. Um, people need to should note that it's normal that. Most people would overeat if they're having a special meal, like a Thanksgiving meal or Christmas meal, or um, it's kind of, it's like that scarcity thing, right? The last supper. The last supper. Like if you're having a meal you never, you don't typically have, and it's something that you just love, it's your favorite, and you know, maybe you only have it on holidays, then you may overeat. I think that there's also a line of like overeating and then like eating until you are, are, uncomfortably full, which I can handle overeating a little bit, but when I, I I mean, I don't even remember the last time I did it, but eating, when I used to diet, I used to do it all the time. I would eat until I was uncomfortably full, like um, laying on the couch after, like I can't move for three hours because I just ate way, way too much. Um, and I think that as Lauren was saying about reflecting, like where are you at in that overeating scale as well. And Why did you do that? Right? Because if we're doing things to our bodies that brings us pain, that's not natural. And it's like then you kind of have to reflect on like why you did that. Um, And for a lot of women listening, it could be that they are trapped in that diet cycle. Like they are the reason that they overate so severely was because they are just so restrictive in their day to day lives. And the answer to that is not more
0: restriction. Is to ease up in your day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. That's a great segue into our, um, our next kind of situation. Your next impulse might be to skip your next meal. Instead, we would offer that you make your next meal balanced and satisfying because on paper, skipping meals might seem like a great idea for like a caloric balance standpoint. But just as Jen was saying, eating too little or nothing at all can set you up to overeat again later because so often people want to stop the binge um, and pull it back to restriction. They want to stop it at the binge portion of the cycle where if we would, we would offer – that if you stop it at the restriction part, if you stop restricting so much that you wouldn't be as likely to binge in the first place. So it might seem like a good idea just to say, oh, I'm just not going to eat the rest of the day. But then you can find yourself in the same place you were before where you're starving, where you're hungry, and all of a sudden you're going to eat. And because you're so hungry, you're going to overeat. And then it just perpetuates that cycle over and over and over again.
2: Yeah. And I will say antidotally that um, being out of the diet cycle, I have not overeaten to discomfort in years like I may have overeaten a little where I'm like oh I'm full I ate a little too much at this meal but
0: not how I used to I
1: would
0: I would agree and in fact Lauren you gave some advice I don't know if we shared it on a podcast before but um, you said a good rule of thumb is that you should be able to take a walk after your meals and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think that's a, that's kind of a good barometer because I would, I would do the same as Jen. Like I would go all in on meals. Like we would have, um, cheat meals on Friday nights and I would just eat until I like had to roll myself off the couch. I felt yeah. just so yeah. stuffed.
2: I used to do that with girlfriends in college and we would, I used to, we too. would bring in every, like indulgent food you could think of we'd start with a big tray of like nachos and cheese and we'd have and I would get bring like four liters of chocolate milk and (laughs) and I remember those and we'd watch movies and just eat and I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and and I would feel so so sick after those evenings and now I'm like I could never like that does not sound fun for me
0: at all yeah yeah Oh, times have changed, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a good place to be in because you can still enjoy all those foods. Oh, and I do. I
2: totally do. I mean, me and my my kids and I might have a random Wednesday night. We'll have nachos and cheese for supper because that's what we have. (laughs) I don't drink chocolate (laughs) milk as much anymore, but we do still enjoy it in this house. Yes.
1: Yeah. Lauren, anything you want to add from a nutrition standpoint about skipping meals? Um. No, not from a nutrition standpoint. I think you covered it, right? Like that's the cycle as you restrict and then you binge and your impulse is to restrict again. But that just continues the cycle. Um, but I will say that an alternative or kind of a meet yourself in the middle here is <clears throat> don't skip your next meal. But if you're not feeling hungry for your next meal because you ate – because you overate at your last meal, it's okay to maybe push it back a bit. Like, listen to your body, and if you're not hungry, maybe wait an hour, maybe wait two hours, and then have your next balanced, satisfying meal.
0: I tell you, um, hunger has been such a game-changing habit for me. Like, that is, like, noticing when I'm hungry, eating when I'm hungry – and then not eating when I'm not hungry, its feels like freedom to me. It's like, I'll eat when I'm hungry. Thank you. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> like this, like, I'm in charge sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so if you, if you find that you just ate at, you know, a 2 p.m. Thanksgiving family meal and you're not hungry for dinner at 6, like, that's totally cool. Like, you can push it back or eat something a little bit lighter, but um, don't just totally ignore your hunger sing- signals in attempts to negate overeating at a earlier meal. Um, okay, next impulse. As Jen brought up in the intro here, punish yourself with a tough workout. Instead, return to your normal exercise routine as soon as you can. Uh, using exercise as a way to negate the food we eat is unfortunately a really common approach in the fitness industry. But using our food intake, either the quality or the quantity of it to determine how much or how hard we should exercise doesn't support a healthy relationship with movement. And I think we've talked about this so many times on the podcast before, that if we're using our food choices as the barometer for how frequently we should be exercising, you can really set yourself up for inconsistent exercise. Because that to me says, when we're eating well, we don't need to exercise. When we're eating not so well, we need to to exercise all the time right and that's not how we develop solid routines and and there are so many benefits of exercise regardless of how we're eating so even if you're eating you know all the ways it doesn't matter you can still benefit from exercise jen you've you've done this before it sounds like you've yeah jumped oh, i on mean the that was my
2: my life <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i used to Exercise to me was just to negate food. There really was no... I could not really think of any other purpose at that certain time of my life for exercise. I definitely was not thinking about getting stronger or faster um, or healthier. I was thinking about getting thinner and negating all the food I had eaten. Or any and, food,
1: period.
0: <laughs> and truthfully, I've been in situations where if I just overate putting myself through a grueling workout is likely to leave me feeling worse. So sometimes a gentle walk or just like some light movement can leave me feeling a little bit better. And then in the days in the head, if I want to pick up intensity or return to intensity, that's, you know, something different. But uh, when I think about overeating and then going and like punishing myself in the gym, I just think that that sounds miserable.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a recipe for vomiting. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: i wasn't gonna say it but
1: (laughs) i used to do this too and it just for me it took all of the enjoyment out of it and it made me not want to exercise right because it's like this is all exercise is good for why would i ever choose to do this right you know
0: yeah, because because unconsciously we start associating those negative feelings that we're having about our body with exercise, whether whether it's intentional or not. That's just what happens. And honestly, I think I've talked about it so many times. I think that's why I really have a distaste for running, because I associate running with punishment, with trying to be something different, with trying to like beat myself up for what I ate or how I looked. And that's like taking some emotional work to work around. And I'm still like trying to work through it. But that's a great point.
2: I did I didn't run for years I used to be a runner that was my main thing for punishing myself and uh, and I didn't run for years during my basically diet deprogramming phase I was like uh-uh
0: no not doing it yeah it's, it's it can be tough if, if you if you're used to using exercise as punishment for food you ate or uh, how you look that can be a tough thing connection and relationship to rebuild, but it's totally possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so next impulse you might experience after you overeat is to step on the scale. Uh, I am totally guilty of this, but instead we would offer that you just skip it for a few days because here's why. The increased volume, just the simple, the simple volume of the food that you ate in that meal or couple meals is likely to result in a higher scale weight, but that's not necessarily reflective of true weight gain, right? So fluctuations in body weight are to be expected uh, so often, and I'm speaking from my own personal experience here, we see women step on the sail to sort of assess the damage. Like what did I do? Like how yeah, bad? How to further shame themselves. Yeah. Like how bad yeah. is it? And then, oh my gosh, here's the proof. I'm up two pounds, three pounds, four pounds, five pounds, whatever it is. And then you allow that scale weight, that increase in scale weight to dictate your next move. But that's not your only option. If you just skip it for a few days, I'd be willing to bet that more than likely that weight will just slide right off again. It's, I mean, for lack of a better words, it's just probably a, a matter of a few days. Some hydration levels, sodium in level uh, intake levels, carb levels, and some bowel movements. <laughs> and,
2: yeah, you and- just yeah, and understanding, especially during holiday time, if it ends up being a high carb meal, um, you just retain, you'll retain more water. Like a lot of people fall into this trap with weighing themselves. They might have you know, even a Monday morning, like holidays aside, they might weigh themselves Monday morning to assess the damage of the weekend, quote unquote. But it, it may not be anything. It may not that you, it may not be that you overate. It may just be the composition of your meals changed. And if you swing, if you're used to a more balanced diet and you swing into a high carb for a couple of days, um, your body will retain water. And it's temporary. And, and it's totally temporary. But like water retention is such a huge part, you know, of our weight, right? Like, like you can go up and down in a day by what, like five, eight pounds just with just your changing fluid levels or water levels. And um, so after a high carb weekend or a high carb meal, it's, you know, it's not just the volume of food. It might also be water retention as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the important thing is um, knowing that the scale, regardless of what you ate, doesn't have to determine your behaviors or your habits. Yeah, and absolutely. that can get you, again, in a really slippery slope with scale weight. Like, cause, because when the scale says what you think it says or lower, you're like, yay, I can take the day off, or I don't have to do anything, or I feel good. And then the flip side of that is – Is if the scale is higher than you would like, you feel like crap and you beat yourself up and all of a sudden we're having to do all the things because we weighed a few pounds heavier, which, again, is not your only option. Um, Okay, last one, the impulse might be to continue to beat yourself up. And instead, we would offer that you let it go and try to move forward. And I think this is kind of a culmination of all of the solutions or alternatives we suggested already to the impulses. But um, really, beating yourself up is just keeping you kind of living in the past, so to speak. And it's not helping you move forward. And again, practicing self-compassion, this can be a really, really good opportunity to practice self-compassion and think about what would you say to a girlfriend? What would you say to a sister, um, a, a son or a daughter that over ate? And I would be willing to bet that the words you would use would say like, hey, like, okay, we ate too much. Like food is yummy. Too much food sometimes leaves us feeling yucky. And um, that's, that's all it is. That's, it's not a reflection on your worth, your value, your ability to do a job, um, how attractive you are. It, like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect any of that. And so letting it go and just moving on, continuing your day, your week, your month, as you were originally planned, uh, can often be the best step.
2: Yeah. I think we just have such a complex relationship with food. And people wonder why they have, why do they feel so ashamed around food? Um, or why do they beat themselves up so much? And that is just because women and men to a degree are raised to have a very complex emotion-based relationship with food. So if you think, if you, I often take so if I have some behavior with food that's triggering emotion, I will take my, I'll take the situation out of food and think, would I feel this way in another situation? Like if I sat down to watch TV for, and and then I, and that felt really good, but then I watched it for too long, would I shame myself after? Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Probably not. Like I would go, okay, I watched TV for a little too long today time to move on with my day
0: lesson learned note to lesson self.
2: learned right but with food it's just we have so much heavy feelings with you know and such a complex relationship with our bodies that that we can just get stuck there right so you can sorry yeah <laughs> I, <didn't do> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna add more
1: I was like oh she's got something here no. sounds like a good I'm... one <laughs> I thought you were done <laughs> <laughs> She's just giving you that affirmation. Oh, I love it. I love it. words of
2: affirmation yeah. is my love
0: language. So <laughs> Lauren thanks, Lauren. No. That's a good hype woman. <laughs> um, Get it. And you, it <laughs> and, you know, ultimately, too, um, sort of off topic, sort of on topic. I just I really don't want overeating or the experience of overeating again, whether it's intentional or by accident. Lord knows I've done both to affect our ability to enjoy a holiday time with friends and family because there is food is the center of so much we do around the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's with parties and get togethers. Um, and just being social in general, it's often like the thing that brings us together, right? Food is, and I just I I want I I my hope is that our listeners find a way to navigate these situations to that allows them to a feel good physically, but also feel good mentally and socially, and that they're not living in fear, or anxiousness uh, around food.
2: You can remind yourself during any holiday, whether it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter all of that food is available to us year-round, actually. There's no reason you can't throw together a turkey dinner on a random Sunday in February. You could if you if you really wanted to. Um, same with chocolate at Halloween or chocolate at Valentine's Day. That stuff is all readily available to us at any time. And as soon as you take the scarcity out of the, that food choice that impulse to eat all that food because this is a precious resource so take that away it's not a precious resource you can have that anytime and then logic can come back into your brain and you can make the right consumption decisions for you in that moment
1: yeah yeah and I'll also add to like with all of these steps um like Jen mentioned this is We've been programmed to kind of feel this way around food for, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. So, when you overeat and you have that impulse to panic or feel bad, the last thing we want is you to feel bad for feeling bad. Like, realize it's going to take some time to, like, undo <laughs> so that, that impulse. And
2: yeah, that's okay. It, yeah, and what, what we find with Balance 365ers is – um It's so great, you know, because these these feel like little things, but they are actually such big things. But women in January saying, this is the first time I've gone through the Christmas holidays and not gained weight. Right. You know, because they've been in balance 365 for a little while, they've gotten rid of that diet mindset, they, you know, they have embraced eating till satisfied. Um, or on the flip side, if they did put on a little bit of weight over the holidays, it's the first time they're not panicking about it and they're trusting their bodies to adjust and know what to do.
0: Well, I mean, this is the epitome of why we have New Year's resolutions or why weight loss New Year's resolutions are so popular, right? Because people spend the holiday season like a free for all because they spend a lot of the year restricting and then it's like, ah, game on and, yeah, then and it's after mode. the holiday and then they go right back. I actually
2: read, um, I read not too long ago that the diet industry spends 70% of their marketing budget, um, in January, February, March. Like it's just, they're really catching people on the downswing from the holidays.
0: Yeah. So our, our alternative suggestion is to just treat the holiday season like you would any other time of the year. Like you can have those foods any time of the year, you can enjoy those foods in moderation. Sometimes you might overeat. That's fine. One meal or even a day of meals or a week of meals for heaven's sakes in the grand scheme of a year is not going to make or break your habits or your body composition or your weight, whatever your goals are, your health. Um, And practice some self-compassion. Go easy on yourself. Let it go. Move forward and enjoy the holiday season, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you two want to add? No. Okay. <laughs> Lauren's afraid of interrupting
1: <laughs> me. No, she's Lauren's, Lauren's
0: good, China. Okay. Well, thank you both so much for joining me. It was a good talk. It was. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by our online coaching course, Balance 365. If you're ready to say goodbye to quick fixes and false promises and yes to building healthy habits and a life you're 100% in love with, then check out our program at balance365.co to learn more.